Welcome back to Beef State. It is Thursday, March 3rd. I am Joe Wheel. He is Scott Wyman. He is joining us from his brand new house. Congratulations, Scott, on your beautiful new house. Uh, lots of Thank changes you, in Mr. Scott's world. Uh, make sure you guys hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We're going to be talking about uh, all things sports, obviously focusing on some Nebraska football stuff. We'll talk about baseball. We'll talk about basketball. Uh, baseball season wrapping, or basketball season here wrapping up soon. Baseball uh, showing a little life early here in the season. We were a little worried for a minute there. Uh, probably me more than you. I don't think you were too worried. But uh, how is moving into the new house? How are the uh, cats and dogs getting along? How is uh, everything going over there in Scott's world? Uh, it's really good. Yeah. Um, the cat and the dog have never met before. Uh, I have a dog. Bunny is a cat. And um, they've seen each other twice. And one time it freaked the cat out so bad that it climbed up the wall and got in behind the drywall in the yeah. unfinished section of our basement. Uh, which that was a nightmare trying to get a cat out of behind a wall. Um, other than that, they know the other one is in the house. So they're kind of a little on edge. They can smell each other, but they don't really cross paths. We kind of have a system going. So is there like tension in the air the whole time? There's like always a bomb ready to go off? Not with the dog, but with the cat. Yes. The cat is like, so we'll put Bo, my dog outside, and the cat will spend the whole time just up on the fridge peering out into the backyard staring at the dog plotting his downfall yeah because that's that's a cat thing right because cats not really domesticated they're always just kind of angry ready to go yeah i'm starting to so the cat doesn't like me either um i'm trying to get her on my side though i've been just feeding her butter throughout the day uh it's sort of my trick with animals animals yeah, love you butter. love giving um, animals butter so i need to find the right amount of butter where she'll like me, but also won't throw up on the carpet. Right. How much are you giving her now? Well, it's just building. We're building trust. Okay. Are you building trust? Are you like building a butter resistance? Like how much are you giving her? Like very, very tiny, tiny amounts each time. But are, you like, still giving, are you still giving bow butter? Is that going on forever? I've switched to blue cheese, actually. Oh, gross. Really? He loves it, though. This is going to be just, I shouldn't say this on the pod. I Why? make his food. And then I've got a thing of blue cheese and I squirt it on there and he, he loves it. And you then, it? Uh, Oh, like blue cheese dressing. Yes. Oh, gross. Mm-hmm. It's kind of worse. And then, uh, sometimes a little bit of honey too. Honey. Interesting. He likes the honey. Oh yeah. He loves it. Interesting. Well, we, uh, here in Nebraska, the weather is, feels like it's, you know, it's Nebraska. So you never really know, but it feels like the weather is finally turning. Um, Lots There's of always a snowfall in March. Yeah, don't worry, it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get a couple days of uh, snow or what have you. But it feels like the extended periods of insane cold are over. It it kind of hit late. Like we got some real cold here in the last like month. February, we yeah. always we got kind of got to remember this. February is always the worst. February is the worst, I think, by far, because it's it's like <laughs> that's when it really hits. At least it's lighter, right? January gets really depressing when it's dark at like 4:55 and the holidays just ended it's just kind of like all comes at once and january is always like gray too yeah i don't know tough to say tough to say exactly um february i'm biased it's my birthday month um oh yeah happy birthday scott thank you <laughs> um we we will be talking about sports today uh yeah well, you said, here's what I want to touch on. You said basketball season wrapping up soon. How soon is it wrapping up and uh, in what 
regard, do the Huskers play any games beyond the Big Ten schedule? Well, I think as it stands, I'm not sure if we're out of the NIT. Um, I believe we were slightly in before the Michigan State game. Um, I don't know how the seating works for the NIT. Michigan State, obviously, pretty good team, not, you know, not having their best season ever, but still very mm-hmm. good team. So the, I don't think that loss is going to be, you know, detrimental necessarily. Um, but we were, I, hey, we were in a position where, you know, we knew it was a very, very long shot to make the tournament, but it wasn't really, a th- it wasn't really eliminated until this game. Now it's, now it's done. Like now Nebraska is not making it. Unless the they like, win the Big Ten. Well, yeah. I mean, technically you're never fully eliminated because you yeah. can win the Big Ten tournament, but I don't think anyone, I mean, that, the odds of that would be crazy. Um, hey, Nebraska's the type of team that they can beat any middle team. I really like, but it, you know, you can definitely out talent Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And we saw sort of the worst of that this past game when you had a, you have a coach, an in a coach that's so good in game like uh, Izzo. I was going to say D'Antonio Izzo. Um, they both sort of looked the same when they had D'Antonio and Izzo on their staff at the same time. Yeah. One was a football coach. They sort of looked like the same guy to me. Um, you haven't they such do. a they good really, Yeah, yeah, coach. sorry. I was blanking on D'Antonio. Yeah. I actually, I yeah, think. Like, like Izzo, both, both guys, you know, how Izzo has dodged the um, Title IX, Me Too stuff that happened with his program <laughs> from like 2016 to 2020 is beyond me. Uh, but he's still there, still kicking. Um, still kicking. But yeah, he's such a good in-game coach, made some really, really good adjustments. Nebraska doesn't have a lot of, like, instant offense microwave guys, guys you can fall back on, guys who can create their own stuff, which is different than last year when we did have those guys. And so obviously you'd prefer what you have this year, but the worst part of that, the worst-case scenario of that happened this past game. I'll tell you what, when I was at that game. I got those tickets from you. Thank you very much. That first half was awesome. That place was really, really rocking, as you can imagine. I had a good, I was way up there, and you can see yeah. the Tomanagas. Obviously, his dad stands out, seven footer. So, like, seeing their reaction when Kesei would sink a deep one, like, there were some moments in that first half that were awesome. I mean, Michigan State, I, this is just going off memory. I haven't looked it up since. That's, uh, that's not bad, bad on me. We'll get that figured out. Um, but they were shooting, like, out of coming out of half, they were shooting like 28 or like 29% from the field. Like they were playing, right. they could not make a shot. And then they came so out, they would 12 of 17 from the three level, right? So you knew they were going to come up. So it's like, okay, I know Nebraska is not going to run away with this, but, but even I then, did not expect us to score what 11 points in the second half. They scored 29, um, but they were outscored by 25. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to see Nebraska still had a higher field goal percentage at the end of the game by 6%. It's 45 to 51, but just Michigan State could not miss a three. Like, it's you want to get, like, it's just, I don't really know if there was, you know, Nebraska could have done some things better. I think they were getting a little too cute on offense when they were up. But ultimately, when they're, I mean, they were just nailing every shot they were making. It was just, I don't know what you do with that. And that's part of the, um, so that's, that's sort of how you beat that three, two zone or two, three zone or one, three, one zone is, you know, you got to be, you know, you'll get open threes. So you mm-hmm. just got to knock them down. And they were, you know, a- able to do that. And part of the reason we have to play that defense is because we don't have the athletes to play man to man with most teams in the Big Ten. So you play zone and it works most of the time. But when teams get hot shooting, you're, you're in a bad spot. Yeah. And they got, 
scalding hot. Now it was senior night. Uh, full disclosure, I was late. Uh, that's uh, unforced error by me. Uh, so I didn't get, and I didn't realize how far before the uh, game the honors are. So I missed that. But uh, Keisei Tomonaga did walk. Uh, this is probably going to be a pretty big conversation, at least for a while in the mm-hmm. offseason, because he has uh, another year of eligibility. He's a senior academic. This is from Robin Washett. Uh, he's a senior academically. His parents are here. Okay, that's unrelated. Uh, but apparently we're not supposed to read too much into him walking. Uh, I think Derek Walker, this was his third senior day that he walked at. Yep. So <laughs> you can walk a lot. Obviously, Nebraska's going to be losing uh, potentially Keisei Tomonaga, Walker, uh, Bandamel and uh, Greasel. So losing a lot of their production. Not well, necessarily production sure they expected. Last, those but. first, those last three. Yeah, the yeah. only one in question who still has more eligibility is Tominaga. Yeah, I think I said that. Yeah. So, Van Numel, Greasel, and Walker are all done. They're, I mean, Walker's like 25. Yeah, Greasel's he might be like older 24. than us. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got like Walker's definitely got man strength. A twenty-five-year-old versus going against eighteen and nineteen-year-olds is kind of unfair, and you can see it. He just destroys the other Big Ten centers. He's had an awesome year. Like seriously, should get all Big Ten honors. He's been he. Hey, obviously Tomonaga's gotten a lot of credit and he deserves it. Um, Greasel's gotten a lot of credit and he deserves it. I think Derek Walker deserves probably the most. I think he's been a huge. I mean, they facilitate that offense through him. They do so much. Such yeah. a good passer for a big guy, too, but part of that comes with experience. A guy, you know, he could probably, I mean, he could play at the next level in uh, if he wanted to go overseas. Same with, well, Grisel is um, dual national going back to his other home country. He's going to be playing in Germany next year. He's already signed to a club over there. Oh, there you go. Uh, Naga, though, apparently turned down six figures last year. To play back home in Japan, turned down set or is uh, apparently offered seven figures next year to go play to play professionally in Japan. And again, in- so I believe I don't know if anyone has a great understanding of how NIL works with international students, but I believe he can get a waiver to get NIL money. I don't, I don't, I think he can get a decent amount. He would have gotten a decent amount this year. I don't know if they're going to be able to pay him a million dollars. Um, to no, play basketball here, probably do six figures, right? That's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, if he had another good year, um, I mean, it's such a momentum thing. Like he could have really did cashed he, in if he had it right now. Did you tell me the 1890s is going to be doing basketball next year? Yeah, there was some sort of agreement with the 1890 collective around basketball. Uh, I don't know the exact details, but uh, there's I wonder, been. I wonder what took them so long. Do you think uh, it was sort of like, hey, we don't know if Fred's going to be here. Let's wait till this roster turns over again. Maybe. I mean, the roster was going to turn over anyway, regardless yeah. of him being here or not. Um, I don't think so. I just kind of wonder. I mean, NIL is still brand new, but football was like right. the Nebraska football had the first NIL collective in the country. Like they were right no, on it with that. Tech, actually, hmm? Texas Tech had one. Really? I think Nebraska may have been the first multi-sport collective. Something like that. They were right on it. And again, I still think like there are, I mean, Sam Greasel, if you turn on the radio, he's like got like three or four commercials running now right now in town. Like they're making NIL deals. Um, It's just individual and, you know, sponsored tweets, sponsored posts going in, 
running a, a, a radio ad, stuff like that. So there's still opportunities for them, for the athletes who aren't signed to the collective to make money. Yeah. Uh, but the collective then really direct, like, you know, locks down a, a really big amount of money and also is quite a bit less work for the athletes. So, um, I think donors ideally, too, right? Cause I think if you're, I don't know, I don't know how this all works, you know, in detail, but I would assume it's easier for donors, much, much easier for donors too, if they're trying to find someone if they're signed with it. Cause I just assume it's basically like having yeah. an agent. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. It's like having the, the collective is like having an NIL agent that pays you up front. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So boom, you signed up. Here's a 50 K paycheck. So Iowa will, what would, you, what would you have done with like 60, 000, if someone dropped $60,000 on you when I was in college, college oh, I'd have been so stupid. Dude. You know what I would have done. Yeah. We would have just gone all out with it. We would have been all Cars. over the place. Vacation. I don't know if I would have bought a car. I think I would have just spent it on like kegs. Maybe some... We already spent all our money on kegs. Yeah, I keg, guess kegs, a keg of like Natty Light back in the day was like <laughs> 75 bucks. So we would have bumped up to, to Bush kegs instead of Natty? I probably just would have dropped out and done the same stuff. <laughs> I, know, I didn't yeah. like do it. I feel like I didn't do anything in college. I was just kind of there, just hanging out, just watching Netflix harder. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how it's like high school kids are getting NIL money. I don't know how that happens. Like yeah. and good for them. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but it's like I got I follow her dad on uh, Twitter and they're like interviewing high school students, which is like, mm -hmm. obviously, it's fine and it's good for them for getting exposure early. But it's like, can you imagine if you were interviewed in high school by like publications about stuff? I guess you would have had you probably would have been fine, but like I would have had nothing to say. Like I'm, I, I was so useless in high school. You in my time, and one of them went really bad. <laughs> and I did a few. Um, I did one with the Omaha World Herald, um, and one with PBS. I did a radio spot for PBS that I thought went really bad. Even when I was doing it, I was like, "Man, this is going bad." <laughs> like, well, at least when you're in high school, there's like no expectation. Like, if you're a bad interview. You're like a yeah. high school player, there's really no like if you're like a top top recruit, maybe, but yeah, if you're not like a top hundred player, I don't think anyone's too concerned. What what happened? It was, was right. It, is there audio? When, what was it? An audio interview? I was on live radio for for PBS. Hell yeah! Um, and they brought me in. Uh, I didn't know what it was going to be about. They just were talking. Said like, oh, you know, your football career, or whatever. I I had a pretty bad concussion deal oh, no. when i was in high school and right. i fractured my c2 vertebrae and i came back to play and this was like sort of when people were freaking out about concussions the will smith movie um, come out yeah yeah that movie had yet to come out but people had known about cte and were were afraid of it um mm -hmm. and Smart. it was like a few softball questions my way and then all of a sudden like uh started two people interviewing me um started talking about why we need to ban football <laughs> i was like whoa wait a minute and then i'm like arguing with these adults about... oh my god that's a that's a pbs special right there it was insane dude um and then like my mom came in and just cut <laughs> It was wild. It was like 15 minutes. 
That's fucking crazy. They, they were just like. So was... Oh my god! How old were you? Sixteen. I was like sixteen. Oh my god! Arguing with a high. That's a. Hey, that's your tax dollars at work, though, huh? Thank God for PBS. <laughs> yeah, donors like you. Right? Donors like you. Um, I kind of repressed that. I I literally have not thought about that. <laughs> Probably 10 years. That's smart. That's probably smart. Um, The basketball will end the regular season uh, in a couple days here at Iowa City. In Iowa City. Is it Iowa City? Iowa? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Big Ten tournament, obviously. Ames is nice. Iowa City is a dump. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Ames, I I had like a cousin. It's like my mom's cousin's kid's. Or something. I forget his name. This is when I was a kid. But we went to Iowa State. He played for the team. It was pretty nice. Rest of Iowa, not so much. Iowa stinks. All right. Um, let's move. Oh shit. To Nebraska football. Uh, so I couldn't find any exact reports, but we have definitely heard from multiple people uh, in the know that Casey Thompson is going to be a lot healthier for the spring. And we believed, I think I first heard it from Sean Callahan on their on three podcast. Um, and then I definitely mm-hmm. heard uh, Damon Benning bring it, bring it up and then immediately say, Oh, I'm not supposed to know. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. I don't know if that's out, but I had heard it already. So Damon's off the hook. Um, but it would appear as though Casey Thompson is going to be healthier than people thought uh, coming off yeah. soldiers, shoulder surgery. Uh, well, I mean, it was just last week that we even thought he was coming back. What? It was just last week when we even thought he might be coming back. Yeah, I guess I guess I thought I didn't know he officially announced that he was coming back pretty recently. I thought that was kind of assumed by everyone. Honestly, I think a lot of that had to do with his recovery, because, I mean, if you get Mm. Jeff Sims in here, who is an experienced and capable quarterback and you give him 15 extra practices over Casey Thompson in a new system, then, you know, your shot at winning the starting job is, is pretty low and that's your last year of eligibility. So you, he has to make sure he's the starter wherever he goes. So um, honestly, I think if he wasn't going to be ready for the spring, I don't think he would still be on the roster. Yeah. So, you know, we're not sure how healthy he's going to be, if he's even going to be able to throw, but it seems like he's going to be able to throw a little bit, which is huge. Uh, And if we know anything about Casey Thompson, it's that he's a dog Uh, fought through a ton of injury last year. I saw him. I was, I think it was after the Indiana this year was home, right? Nebraska, Indiana. I guess it doesn't really matter that much. Who we won was. that game. We um, won the game. I think it was home because yes, I... S- yes, it was home. Sorry, man. Yeah, the, so they were doing battle against Indiana. Ball. I was doing battle with some beers. Um, but I was at, uh, Peter and non after shout out to Peter and non. And I saw Casey leaving. He was with his family. He was not battling beers. He was hidden playing football, but you know, he was like leaving at 2 AM or whatever with his family after the game. And he looked like he had just defended the gates of Rome from a horde of Vikings by himself. I mean, he basically did. Our, our line was not doing him a lot of favors. He uh, looked like he had been, yeah, beat. He, I think I saw a stat where it was like his, his like, attempts downfield or his yard per attempt versus his average time to throw was like second best in the country. Yeah, dude. I like him. a lot. I was high on him coming in. I know you're high on him now. Um, not that mm-hmm. you weren't before, but um, I like him a lot. Now he's in wasn't as high on him. 
the, at, at the beginning of this year as I what am now. Like I, I once we got into the season, I was like, man, this guy. That's ins-. like we. I, I've. It's been a long, long time since we've seen anyone in Nebraska uniform that can throw the ball like him yeah, downfield accuracy wise. Tommy Armstrong was the last one, and there was some. <clears throat> kind of con- questions about consistency, I guess. He's now with the beef, the Omaha beef, which we thought I thought was shut down. They must have reopened the beef. The beef is back. The beef is back. Yeah, they're not under like USFL or anything, are they? No, I think it's is it just their indoor arena. Yeah, I don't know if it's a new league. I don't understand. I totally thought it was shut down, but good for uh, good oh, for Tommy. Lincoln Haymakers. Um. Oh yeah, Omaha beef. So the question Casey's in an interesting spot because he is the returner, uh, which normally would give you a pretty decent advantage. I think by most people's standards, he played well uh, considering everything that happened. And we saw what the offense looked like this last year without him. Um, But it's just an odd situation because he's the incumbent, but there's a new coaching staff who brought in a new guy who they have previously recruited in Jeff Sims. Um, And, you know, they're going to play at least the expectation, I think, is that they kind of play a little differently. Uh, Jeff Sims runs quite a bit more uh, than Casey has, but I don't think Casey can't run. Um, God, he actually yeah, had negative it, rushing yards um, this year. He doesn't totally have the body for it. He's not, you know, if you think of Tommy, Tommy was like a, a brick. So Tommy could run the ball 20 times a game and was staying a lot of hits. Um Jeff Sims isn't huge. He's very, very shifty, sort of a wide receiver type body, maybe with a little more muscle to him. But I mean, Jeff Sims is, is like an elite carrier of the football. Casey Thompson, I would say, is, you know, Good. serviceable, but you don't need to be an elite carrier of the football when you're a quarterback because a lot of times your carries come with, you know, one and either an extra blocker or with a little bit of deception. So you're never like, facing a seven or eight man box when you're running a football as a quarterback. Uh, Nebraska has Jeff Sims listed at six, four two twenty. That's big. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's like Casey's not small either. Casey's probably what? Six, three, two, ten. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think he's it's six, three, two, ten though. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he's like size wise. I think he's pretty good. I think he's just on the shorter end. I think he's six foot, six foot one. So Nebraska has Casey Thompson listed as six foot. 195. So does that mean he's 5'11"? Well, I think he's taller than Bryce Young, if that's what we're probably talking about. Usually, I mean, it's pretty rare if a quarterback's listed under six foot. And yeah, he's also he's listed by Nebraska's under 200, which actually, I don't know if I believe that. I think he's over that. I mean, why would you lie in that direction? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's leaning out. I don't know. Maybe they wait him day day couple days after surgery. Something like that. I don't know. I mean, you could, if a quarterback's listed as six foot, he's probably 5'11, 5'10. Yeah. Um, if a quarterback is under 200 pounds, maybe he's small. He's smaller than I thought. Smaller than I thought. Plays bigger. Sometimes when they have those flak jackets like Casey had, it, it kind of deceives you a little bit. Yeah. But the stuff that goes here and on your back makes it look like you got like a thick boy belly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's it's good. It's going to be interesting because you don't, you know, obviously the the rule staff wanted him back. It's not like they, you know, told him to kick rocks. Right. Casey, this is going to be Casey's fifth head coach if you count Mickey Joseph as a head coach. Um, so Casey's been through a lot, you know, 
physically he's been through a lot of coaching change so he'll be you know he'll be here again but it's for a very different staff uh only one coach you know the same his offensive line coach um and now he's going to be part of you know a real competition with jeff sims yep um yeah i do think i think it is a real competition um it all kind of depends on what kind of offense we want to run so that whoever comes out on top will really tell you a lot about i think it's less about the ability of the two quarterbacks i probably think they're both pretty similar uh and more about what sort of offense um satterfeld wants to run or matt rule wants to run so if it's jeff sims we're going to get a lot of quarterback run game probably see a lot of spread uh if it's casey thompson probably going to heavily utilize tight ends going to see a lot more uh downfield running the football quarterback under center type of deal yeah um a lot of downfield passing game too so we'll see we'll see jeff sims is sort of more like the quarterback style that uh, matt rule used at baylor Casey Thompson, a little more of a pro style quarterback, probably very similar to Sam Darnold, uh, just a little bit smaller. Um, and you, at USC, similar, what at USC or in Carolina? Uh, both, both. Not on the Jets, Not but <laughs> Carolina or USC, uh, and then probably more similar to the the type of offense that he ran at Temple. So, you know, we'll see. We've heard a lot from. Satterfeld on wanting to use a lot of tight ends, wanting to use he's got a him. fullback, which you know that can complement a quarterback run game. You can totally, you know, maybe we're maybe we're coming out and running the option. Um, but well, with Garrett Nelson back at fullback, that'd be quite the uh, quite the sight. Yeah, and honestly, that you know, the spring game is going to be really interesting this year. I, and we might, you know, directly have a quarterback battle in the spring game. That's going to be sweet. That'd be sweet. They'll probably give one guy each half or whatever. Not set number of series. Um, yeah, probably alternating series. I don't know. Do you do or you might? No, you keep them in teams. for multiple. I don't think you alternate. You don't want to kill their momentum. Give me each like four or five series, whatever, and then you let the other guys yeah. in. I mean, you don't. So you know, like Casey's on the red team and. Jeff is on the blue team. Like you can do offense, defense, oh, which uh, I think is yeah. the best way to do it. But yeah, I mean, you know, quarterbacks come off field when the defense comes on anyway. So yeah. if you do offense, defense, you alternate series, that is pretty similar to a real game. Or if you do red, white, and they're split, then that's similar to a real game too. Um, Sort of off topic, still on the uh, topic of quarterbacks. The NFL draft is starting this week. Uh, or the, not starting at the draft, the combine has started. Um, and... I just want to get your thoughts on this. The name Anthony Richardson has jumped up a lot. Now we see this every year, right? A guy that's not like top, definitely not top two, usually like top five ish, maybe kind of outside the top five. All of a sudden they see measurables and they see, you know, some highlights and their name shoots up the board. It feels like that's happening with Anthony Richardson. Like they're saying, and he has some great highlights and he has some insane athleticism, but this is not, you know, it feels like this is a whole Malik Willis situation last year. It feels like every single year, some guy, maybe like Zach Wilson the year before that. Zach that's, Wilson is what comes to mind, yeah. Yeah, and Will he's Levis huge. He's sort of doing this too. Will Levis sort of reminds me of... I don't, oh, get that. Shoot. I don't get Will Levis either. I don't get that one. He reminds me of like a Daniel Jones situation where the production has really never been there. And he just projects really well, like guys who who know the quarterback position, like Will Levis. 
um, in the same way that they like Daniel Jones and they respect sort of his quarterback's coach. But I mean, Kentucky and Florida were both bad offensively. Yeah, Will um, Levis with or we're, yeah Will Levis without Wandale Robinson has struggled too. This last yeah. year was not great. I just I think there's just like constantly guys. I think people look too hard at current really good players and try to like project too much onto draft prospects like the pro comps all that kind of stuff uh leave it off um the pro comps i think kind of ruin guys like i you know like you see it with guys compared to mahomes all the time like this guy's gonna be just like mahomes obviously you saw it with i think I, I mean like there's pocket passers oh this guy's gonna be just like brady like i think it just kind of breaks right. the league i think guys have maybe fallen too much in love with like development. Like there's become this thought that like, Oh, well Mahomes sat for a year and he's unbelievably good. So if we get this guy, he's got insane talent and we sit him for a year or two, he's going to be unbelievable for us. I think that's kind of nonsense. I think that can happen, but like some of these guys that they're talking about haven't produced at all at any level at like a high degree. Whereas like I was Mahomes had, 5,000 yards passing his senior year and he had like 4,600 the year before that like he was putting up and he had uh he Cliff Kingsbury as his right. head coach his team wasn't successful but he was very productive yeah it was insanely productive where it's like these like and Anthony Richardson had like a good quarterbacks coach um Anthony Richardson yeah. had like 1,300 yards or something this last year I would not take a quarter I, I wouldn't take any of these quarterbacks with a first round pick I don't I think Really, not a first- just as good or, or probably better about Aiden O'Connell with a fifth round pick than I would with these four guys with a first round pick. That you makes sense. Take, not even like in the 20s. You wouldn't take I CJ mean, Stroud or Bryce Young quarterback, though. Huh? What team in the 20s needs a quarterback? Well, I can just pull hypothetically, up, pull, let me pull up for draft order. Yeah, now, hypothetically, the is, they're not going to make it. They're, all four of these guys are going to be gone before the 20s. But yeah, um. Let's see. I've pulled up the. I mean, you still have the Bears at one, right? That's going to change. So, uh, Colts are at four. They need a quarterback. Cardinals are going to stay. Texans are going to draft them. a quarterback. Um, let's see. Seahawks at five. Do they take somebody? I think the Seahawks might. I don't think that person's going to start next year, but they're also. I think they're open to paying Geno too. So. They yeah, got, they have in, options. in that scenario, I'd way rather take somebody later in the draft. Yeah. Um, it seems so. What the? Uh, it's like the first quarterback overall hits typically if there is a clear cut number one, which there isn't this year. Uh, but like the Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, uh, Joe Burrow, that type of deal, they seem to hit at like a sixty six percent rate. Um, it's pretty good. After that the next three quarterbacks seem to hit at about a 50% rate. And then after that, it only drops off very slightly at like 33% or something like that. Like it's, it's the chances that you're going to hit versus what you're going to spend on a first round quarterback versus a fifth round quarterback. Isn't enough for me. Like I would, I would rather take someone further back if you don't have a clear cut. Number one, let's see. This feels kind of random, doesn't it? Like who ends up working out and who doesn't. Like how many years yeah. have we gone where it's like this class is so stacked and then there's just no one still. Yeah. I mean, the worst example, right. Is that like Sam Darnold, uh, Baker Mayfield. Who's that guy that went to Arizona 
and they dropped him after a year. He's the UCLA kid, Josh Rosen. There was another quarterback taken early in that one, too. DeRozan one. Oh, is that DeMar DeRozan? Is DeMar DeRozan or Josh Rosen the DeRozan, the Rosen one? Josh Rosen. DeMar Josh. DeRozan's the basketball player. I know, but I can't remember which one was tagged the Rosen one. Do the Jets take a quarterback? I mean, like, you know, there's there's a lot of free agent quarterbacks out there as well that I'd probably feel better with than spending a first-round draft pick on these guys. The Buccaneers, they are definitely taking a quarterback. Oh, they have to, yeah. They, Where they have at? to. They're at 19, so uh, maybe they could trade up. They have to be so mad that Tom didn't retire right now. If, they, if Tom didn't play last year, they would have had won like two games or something. In yeah, retrospect, yeah, they, would be, they would be like picking a top five. Well, it's it's their own fault. They should have let him go or traded him. They were just pissed at him. Yeah, they sold their soul. I don't yeah, I was I was texting you about this. They won and two Super what? Bowls paying him next year. They're still Tom is still on the books for them. They've won two Super Bowls. Well, not if he retires. If he retires, it's voided. Yes, I believe. Well, he's, he's on the books of their salary cap. Oh, yeah, right. Because it was the same thing with Breeze. They've got like 30 mil in dead money. Yikes. Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Let's go back to college. Well, um, real quick, real quick. How yeah. would you rank? Give me your top five quarterbacks right now. In the draft? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be tough. I think... I think I have to go. It's probably just recency bias. I think I might go Stroud first. I don't yeah. love, and maybe it's just like an anti-Alabama bias because, and you can say the same thing about Ohio State. Um, but a lot of that's yeah, the best wide receiver room of all time. Yeah, the CJ Stroud against Georgia. That's hard to get out of my mind. He looked so good. Um, that's a really, really good point. I think you have to put Young at two-ish. And I'm not usually a guy who's like, oh, this guy's too small. This guy's too small. But he is really small. Like, that's I don't know if we've ever like people talk about how small Drew Brees was. I think Drew Brees is like like six foot. Like, yeah, Bryce. Well, Young, the other thing is, so like Kyler Murray, you know, five, nine or whatever he is. He's also a brick shit house, right? Yeah, he's he's built. Bryce Young is not built. Crazy athleticism. Yeah. Um, um like Bryce Young is gonna get caught and he's gonna get hit hard. Um I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. I think CJ, your argument of how he performed against Georgia, which is the closest thing that college football has to an NFL defense, um in a playoff game too. I mean, we saw how good Georgia is. I think CJ Stroud is one for me too. Well, he man, he can sling that thing too. Yep. He can really put um but well, after that, I don't guy. know. Huh? Not a huge guy either. I'd probably go CJ one, Stroud two, Richardson three, Levis four. Wait, wait, wait you said I think. It, wait, what were your first two? CJ is my one, and then Young. Uh, I've got. Um, and then Young, you met. Yes. That, yeah. Is that what I said? You said CJ one, Stroud two. Oh, oops. yeah, CJ one, uh, Bryce Young two, uh, Richardson three. Okay. Because uh, I do think it is really tough coming into. That new system. Uh, I don't think Florida has the best team around him. I do like the measurables. I do like the arm strength. In terms of raw talent, Richardson might be the top guy, um, which isn't enough for me to push him in the top one or two, but it's enough to put him at third. Uh, And then Levis at four for me. And then AOC, Aiden O'Connell at five. I just slipped that in there. I think, isn't Will Levis the guy who puts mayonnaise in his coffee? Oh. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to yeah, drop right. it a little bit. All right, uh, a- a- Aiden O'Connell at four, 
let me find another quarterback. So I, I just can... like I worry about like guys. It's not necessarily it's not their fault at all, but like guys who come from really really good teams, it doesn't feel like they ever like are like super super studs. Like guys who are constantly pumping out quarterbacks who are taken high, it doesn't seem like they work out super super well. It feels almost not random random, but it's like you think about the really great like the really top guys. They've all mm-hmm. they've never they've never come from like schools that are constantly pumping out quarterbacks. Yes, like I agree. I agree. Like Tom came um, from Michigan, uh, Breeze came from Purdue, Rogers came yep. from Cal, Mahomes, yep. Texas Tech. Like these aren't schools that pump out crazy. It's like when you see it, it's like oh shit, this guy's different. I guess people didn't Kirk say Cousins, that about Michigan State. People didn't say that about Tom, but coming out of the draft, but you talk well, about Kirk Cousins. The thing is, I mean, that's kind of why Tom doesn't do a lot of Michigan stuff, but Michigan like even on senior day, barely even like they started Tom for a series and then bench like Tom was battling for a starting role all throughout his senior year, just because they liked the, the young kid that came in. Um, Tanner McKee also is up there. Huge, like really, really big guy. Um, six, six, two thirty. He, maybe I slide him ahead of Levis because of the mayonnaise. Because the mayonnaise, Hennon Hooker's another one of these guys. Ooh. I mean, he's twenty-five. That's Hennon not great. Hooker. I would okay. I'm putting Hennon Hooker in my top five. I might put him at three, actually. Maybe two. He, Fuck. He, he is big, and he did perform really well. Um, I, I'm putting I'm putting him at three. I might, I would potentially put him at two too. I like him a lot. I forgot about him. He's had a ton of injuries, and he's twenty-five. Is is hard for me. Yeah, whatever. He'll figure it out. Um, Okay, so there have been reports that the NCAA is trying to make games shorter, college football games shorter. Uh, I'll try to not read all of this. Steve Shaw, the NCAA Secretary Rules Editor, uh, this is from the AP, an official editor said the average number of plays per game in the bowl subdivision has hovered at 180 for the past three seasons. NFL games average 154. So they are saying that this is all for player safety, trying to bring the... uh, amount of snaps down uh, proposal to let the game clock continue running when a team makes a first down except in the last two minutes of a half has broad support certainly or currently the clock stops on a first down until the referee gives the ready per play signal a rules committee study last season found about eight plays per game would be cut if the clock kept moving i don't know what Why? that who was asking for this i not no one. This is an NCAA. Who's complaining thing. about the length of college football games? College and if football, they are, they're complaining about media timeouts. They're complaining about basketball and baseball, and that's more of a pace of play thing. College football is an all-day event. That's accepted everywhere. That's the, the nature of the sport. I don't want a college football game and then do another thing no, on a day where I have a college football game. That's what you do. Like that's We live in Nebraska. College like football. College football is what we do. Like that's what If we could spend all of our time doing that, I mean, look, look, look what we're doing now. Like we're talking about longer. put more snaps in the game. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like they're, if look, if they want to do something, they're going to put it under the guise of player safety. Like that's just kind of how the game works. Like this is for the players. We want them to have less uh, snap. I guess they kind of said this is because of the college football playoff expansion. So more teams are going to be playing more games. I just, <laughs> I, swear, I, I mean, eight less snaps per game over a 15 game season would come out to reducing like half a game <laughs> what what are we doing here joe i don't <laughs> yeah i don't get it i'm gonna go out on a limb i don't think people like the ncaa very much i don't think they like what they're doing over there 
it's also like why is this the thing the ncaa is doing right now like with nil with tampering like there's no guidelines for anything no one knows what's going on and they're like you know what these fucking games are too long i mean it's because they're expanding the playoff and they know they keep running into problems where it's like so here's the logical way to do it teams that are in the playoffs you pay those players for being in the playoffs that's how it should work that's how it works in the nfl uh, that's how it works in every other sporting league where you get paid for being in the playoffs because you are playing extra games. You get a yeah. prorated amount. Um, and yeah, the NCAA is expanding the playoff, which, yes, is a detriment on player safety. Playoff committee. So you're trying to avoid you... having to pay players for then taking that extra risk. So that this is their solution for that. I don't think the NCAA is expanding it. I think that's... I don't know. This is not the time to fully get into how it all breaks down because it's complicated and it's stupid and everyone hates it. But this well, the just... NCAA gets a check for the from the playoffs. Yeah, which is ludicrous. The I, mean, NCAA, I don't know. Like, I get this point. Gets a check from the NCAA, but the like the NCAA makes the like the the TV deals for March Madness. Those get paid out to the NCAA. That goes in their pockets, and same with the playoff. Yeah, it's just like we're this is a semi it's a professional sport like college football is so much yep. money in it. These players are like they're basically professionals at this point and they like but they have to cut. go to class. Give, them, give the players a cut of the playoff games. That's the right way to do it. Yeah, I think we're only going to see more and more of that happen with NIL. We're going to see players get rewarded more and more for playing football for people. Well, I mean, that's I mean. Your certainly your NIL profile increases, but you don't get NIL is not a per game thing. No. And also, like, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't even know what the do you know what the NCAA does? Like, what do they do? This, I mean, they, this is this is what they do. They regulate the sports, and for the most part, they they regulate the championships. That's their but like. Do they? Yeah. Like, do they actually like? Because there are other committees. Like, there's a college football playoff committee. There's all these, there's all these other governing bodies. Like the NCAA. I don't know. Like. The NCAA does the championships for each collegiate sport. They they're the ones in charge of the college football committee. They're the ones in charge of the, the uh, tournament. They're the ones in charge of the NIT. Um, they're the ones in charge of the College World Series, and they get paid out from all of those. That's that's how the NCAA works. It stinks. Okay. Um. One second. Which, like, you know, I do like that every sport or some of the sports like March Madness is awesome. So credit yeah. to the NCAA. They made something awesome. College World Series is awesome. Yeah. And yeah. the expanding 12 team college football playoff also going to be awesome. So I suppose credit to the NCAA there. You're 20 years too late, but you know, I'm not going to be mad at you that we have it now. Just <laughs> they're running into issues where they know that they're going to be hypocrites for making more money off of the players playing more dangerously. Um so they're trying to avoid or mitigate the argument against paying the players for those expanded playoffs. Well, and then, so they talk about, they're kind of comparing it to the NFL. The NFL plays five more regular season games, and then they have playoffs. Like the NFL, they play way, way, way more snaps. They're just talking yeah. per game. No, per, per game, I think NFL snaps is way down compared yeah. to college. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Is up faster. Okay. Uh, Nebraska swept South Alabama in a... Uh, in a series, I think uh, people were, including myself, maybe overreacting a little bit to the uh, 0-3-1 start against San Diego. Um, yeah. 
but they will be playing in the Cambria College Classic against number seven Vanderbilt, uh, and then Hawaii, and then number four Old Miss throughout the weekend. And then next week, they'll be back at Haymarket Park for the uh, season opener. Not sure if we uh, sell beer yet. We're still trying to figure that out. I don't know how we don't know that, but we don't seem to be able to figure that out. We'll just go to a game and we'll figure it out. Are you staying if there's no beer? Yeah, a little baseball. Yeah, you do. Okay. Well, we're going to, you know, maybe we partake a little bit beforehand. Maybe we um, mm-hmm. forget that we have a little bit in our pockets. Whoops. Whoops. Um, but yeah, it seems like, I don't know. I wasn't worried too much that they start 0-3-1. Uh, yeah. You know, definitely didn't, you know, was didn't love it. I know people talk February, about February is brutal for Midwest baseball when you're playing eating, you know, you've only been able to practice indoors mm-hmm. and then you go and play a team in San Diego that practices outdoors all year round playing in an outdoor stadium. Uh, everything is just different. There's no way to completely replicate what you're doing indoors, even though, you know, you've got 90 feet so you can make that throw. Everything looks a little bit different for the batters looks a little bit different for the pitchers. Um, so yeah, the first series is tough. You're kind of like throwing the baby into the pool type of deal. Yeah, well, that hey, maybe um, learn to swim. Yeah, yeah. Um, it so this last series looks good, and it's not like South Alabama is a slouch either. That's a decent baseball program. So I think I think we'll be good. I think we'll be very much a good Big Ten team. I don't know if we're quite good enough to win. Maryland's really really good. Mm-hmm. Um. But we'll see this weekend. I think the goal this weekend, you're playing three pretty good teams. Hawaii is also good. Um, if you can get one win here, this will be a success. Yeah, agreed. Two wins and I'll be over the moon. Um, Vanderbilt is like the premier program in college baseball. They produce MLB talent, first round MLB talent year over year. Mm-hmm. Um, UCLA is really, really good. Uh, should be known the impact that UCLA and USC are going to have on the Big Whoa. Ten conference. Yeah, baseball wise is going to be huge. I think it'll be good for everybody. I think it'll be good for everybody. The Big Ten is not a major baseball conference right now. They're no. a mid major. No, 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 no way. They're sort of. They're sometimes even like just a one bid conference. So we'll we'll see. I think it'll be good for everybody. I think it'll be good for everybody. It'll be good for Nebraska and. You know, you'll have to come and meet them. You'll have to meet them there. And who knows what that means for, for Nebraska. Why, I suppose, can't we... I, how big are baseball fields? Could we have a better indoor training environment for baseball? Is I honestly was like thinking, ever since you said that first bit, that's like all I've been thinking about. Because they practice they practice in uh, that Hawks field. No. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, that's it's, terrible. Then. The practice at the indoor football. I mean, it's a lot of space. It's that's terrible. You know, 120 yards long and how uh, 60 yards wide. But yeah, do you can you build something indoor that's replicates it at any in any way? Indoor domed baseball fields exist. Uh, that would be tough to swing, but. Um... I don't know, maybe you pair up with the Royals and build halfway between Omaha and Lincoln, you build an indoor baseball complex. Yeah, I guess you could pair up with the. What do the Storm Chasers do? Or I guess they're not Storm Chasers. No. Storm Chasers do spring training down in Florida. Omaha Royals. They wouldn't be want to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. The Yeah, 
they do spring training down in Florida. I don't know. There's got to be if if the big if we want to raise our profile as a baseball conference um, or as a baseball school, NIL is going to help a lot because a lot of those baseball guys don't get scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the guys that do get scholarships, it's like a three fourth scholarship. So if we can get NIL cooking for baseball, that'll be huge. Um, the baseball season is in a nice spot. I don't know if people think about this, but like football ends, yeah. then kind of the attention of the fan base kind of turns to baseball and then as baseball winds down uh or as basketball winds down baseball, baseball kind yeah. of picks up so yeah that's, and I it's mean, also that, nice in terms of like the sports schedule because it falls in before you get to like the championships for like um cws is, is before nba and nhl championships right before yeah so it's a good i mean that stuff kind of matters with nil because that's yeah, you know you need attention on it how's the so, uh for now this is sort of the end of like the really tough games creighton's not going to be a slouch creighton's probably good enough to win the big east but the big east is like one of the worst conferences for baseball um try and win one game this weekend and then after that you can start going on a tear if we can get mm-hmm. to 10 wins before big 10 season i'll feel pretty good about where we're at how's the uh how's the red Sox spring training go can you tell anything from spring training really um, you, you sort of look at like prospects. It's a good way to see like guys coming up, like who's ready to to come up, who's going to be at, at double A, triple mm-hmm. A, um, pitching. You can kind of tell, um, batting is always hit or miss and you don't get enough of a sample size to see who's going to be hitting well. Well, especially now uh, I mean, with a lot the, of those uh... really good guys just kind of use it as a way to like sort of get back in shape, get, get under the feel of things. Um, Red Sox have this guy they brought in from Japan this year. Five years, 50 million. Uh, Yoshida is his name. Um, I think I've heard that. He has this like real like Ichiro, like reaching slap swing where um, he's going to he, he's going to be good. He's going to be really good. Look I'm pretty much him. just asking this because the Royals are six and one in spring training. And I was wondering training. if that has That's any good. effect. Usually the teams that are good in spring training, it means you have good prospects. OK, here we go. Royals are winning it all. So, Joe, another big sporting event this weekend, something I really care about. Uh, I'm a big MMA guy. UFC 285 is the card of the year. If you're going to buy any card, uh, I mean, you got the McGregor one coming up at the end of the summer, but this is a huge card. Name at the top, John Jones. Everybody knows him. Household name. Coming off a three-year hiatus, moved up, bulked up to heavyweight. Apparently, he's been eating 5,000 calories a day. He looks... That's just in cocaine, too. Training videos. What? I said those 5,000 calories are just in cocaine, too. I don't even know how much he's eaten. It's true. Um, He looks enormous. Uh, He's one of my favorite fighters. I know he's, you know, questionable character, but in terms of his fighting, there's, he, he, I I don't know if there's much of an argument that he's not the GOAT. Pretty hard to argue against that. He has what? And if he wins this, I mean, that solidifies him for sure. I mean, this is for the heavyweight championship of the world. Cyril Gaon, who a lot of people thought beat Francis Ngannou, definitely the most dynamic non-linear striker of the of the UFC at heavyweight. Uh, is that one of the real? best strikers in think... the UFC. If you look at his hands, they look like mallets. I mean, he just hits with he's so much power, and then he, he's got these kicks. Like I'm pretty sure he broke a bunch of Tai Tuviasa's ribs. You can find pictures oh. from that fight. Where it looks like his foot has disappeared inside of Ty Tuviasa's torso. Well, he's got Ty, um, Ty's got a big old belly, though. I mean, Cyril is insane. He's very analytical as a fighter. Fair, he's you know, 
he's good defensively. He's really hard to hit. He uses his range really well. Um, but he and he has one of the biggest ranges at heavyweight, except for John Jones, who now has him beat by three and a half inches. That's kind of the talk. How many people think uh, Gone lost to Nganu? Is that common? Lost to or won? That he lost to him. Uh, I mean, Nganu won the fight, right? And had right. the belt. So, um, I mean, it's probably less than 50% of people probably think Gone won. It probably just depends how much you get it's the same argument as we had with the last card with uh Mahachev and um Volkanovsky so it's like how much weight do you consider control how 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 heavily do you weight control on the ground versus mm-hmm. damage so like John, I mean John damage John's that? basically I mean he's effectively undefeated right 26 1 and 0 one no contest his one loss is from illegal elbows he was dropping um uh and then yeah. the one no contest after the uh fight with uh Daniel Cormier which he's campaigning to get overturned so you know I don't think that one should be I I think you have a better so the the his loss should be overturned to a no contest where he was just I mean he was clobbering he, this dude it was as bad of a beatdown as I've ever seen of course it was Herb Dean on the on the fight um <laughs> the fight should have been called before the illegal elbow was called. I'll put it that way. Um, came back and avenged that loss then too in dominating fashion. Has some of the sickest finishes you ever seen. Wait, they did a rematch of that fight. Vita. What? They did a rematch of that. Yeah. Oh my god. And it went pretty bad. Um, yeah. Was, um. Yeah. Uh, I. I mean. This is one of the biggest fights in the history of the UFC, and it's at heavyweight. Um, who knows how long John will be around at heavyweight? He, when he is active, he's very active. Yeah, and there's a lot of interesting fights for him. This seems to be the toughest matchup on his feet. But remember, John Jones is also one of the best wrestlers in the UFC, and that's that's I think where this is going to be decided is on the ground. John uh, can wrestle, and Cyril can't really. So, yeah, really, okay. Well, I've always kind of, and I'm I'm definitely not an MMA expert in any way, not even close, but it always felt like John's, you know, obviously it's always been talked about his reach. So he's still going to have a reach advantage at heavyweight, but like, yes. it's just when a guy's closing in on him, it's just like, he literally just stiff arms him and like, yeah. can st- and obviously that's strength and that's footwork and all that stuff too. But the, the things he was able to do at light heavyweight have just been insane. And I mean, there's just going to be a lot of questions about, what shape he's in because he's what how much is he weighing in at is he gonna weigh in at 265 we'll see we'll see i think no he won't be 265 i think he'll be around 250 i think he'll be heavier than cyril oh cyril's oh cyril's Cyril's 240s john looks like he's about 250 interesting i didn't realize i thought cyril was a lot bigger cyril's cyril i think weighed in his last fight at 247 and he's lean 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 Hey, he does why, not yeah. cut weight either. So, um, you know, Cyril might have more lean muscle mass than John. Yeah, probably does have more lean muscle mass than John. John kind of has a gut right now, which is pretty funny to see. But um, other big names on that card. John Jones is a one, native 180 favorite right now, which isn't that much in the UFC. Uh, starting off the card. Huge up and coming prospect, Bo Nickel. Southpaw wrestler from Penn State, three and zero in MMA competitions right now. Two and zero in 
fights put on by the UFC uh, in the Dana White Contender Series, both first round, four, first minute finishes. He is um, 70% accuracy on his significant strikes, averages uh, right now. So his his takedown per round average is 23.68. That's how quickly he gets takedowns. So this was an unbelievable college Big Ten wrestler who has been knocking guys out, just to be very clear about Bo Nickel, correct? Yeah. He is, uh, yeah, I think he was a three-time college champion wrestler. Uh, probably, he's he's at 185. He could maybe even go down to 170. He He's a little bit puffy at 185. Um sure. And he can, I mean, he's got all the power in the world and he might already walk into 185 being the best grappler. So really interesting though at 185 because the two guys at the top are not grapplers whatsoever. So definitely would not want to see these guys. Sorry, is that me? Huh? I wasn't looking. You flashed this second. Huh? Uh, Sorry about that. I had ESPN open and it started playing audio. Oh, I didn't hear it. You're good. These mics do wonders. Yeah, true. True yeah, that. I didn't realize well, I'm excited about it. I didn't There's realize Jalen Turner was on, on here. Card. There's some other really good fights not on the card. Definitely tune in. Hell yeah. Who are you taking? You give... What was that? Who are you taking? Oh, give me John Jones. Give me John Jones. I love Cyril Gunn. He's fascinating. Uh, he definitely needs to develop his ground game. Um, John is maybe the most complete fighter in the history of the UFC. That and was the thing against Gon, right? They, everyone was shitting on him for because they don't. No one thinks Ngannou is a good wrestler, and he wrestled the fuck out of him. Yes, got it. Yep. Got it. And even on the ground, Cyril tried maybe the most ill-advised leg lock I've ever seen against a man who did not have an ACL. So, <laughs> yikes! I like I like Jalen Turner too. I've been a fan of him for a while, well yeah. from a distance, but I didn't know he was on here. Two other big up-and-comers, Rachmanov and, and Gamrot, both probably fighting for a championship within the next two years. Definitely get eyes on them. Um, and then Cody Garbrandt fighting to save his career, ending out the prelims. You can see that on regular television. Um, man, I mean, that's a that's a top 10 ranked fight for both guys. In I that would division. love to know the odds on that. I can't imagine they're great for Cody. I think he is the favorite. Let me pull really? it up. I wonder what like the I want to know what the prop odds like that fight to go the distance. I guess oh, he's no gone chance. the distance that once or twice. Yeah. It, um, cool. Sorry, pulling it up. DraftKings does not have the best. Um, what in the heck? It is almost impossible to find. I don't want to pull up ESPN because it's going to start playing ads. But here we go. Here we go. This is a big one. Yeah, I have not been um, watching the UFC nearly as much as I used to, but I'm pretty dialed in for this one. Do you watch those Cody, like do you watch Cody those vlog series? 180. Minus one eighty? Minus one eighty. Oh, wow. One eighty to one hundred for Kobe. Cody. Okay. Um, so you're a Jalen Turner guy? Mm-hmm. What what makes you like Jalen? I literally it was like I just watched him fight a while. It was like before his win streak. This was years ago. And mm-hmm. he just like he like leg locked a guy or something in like 30 seconds. I was like, Oh shit, I should watch this guy. And then he had like a, like a couple wins. I think a couple of losses. And now I think he's on a bit of a run. Nice. He's on the main, he's on a huge main card. So 
really into yeah. uh, spiders, which I don't love. Tarantulas huh. and stuff. Posting those. Uh, you've also got Juliana Mar- Julian Marquez. Uh, he is, I believe, a 205 or 185. Uh, who fumbled the bag big time with Miley Cyrus. Go look that up if you want to laugh. Yeah, fumbled the bag. We were talking about that earlier. Seems like that was never uh, probably on the table for him, but I digress. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Anything else where you wanted to cover and become a golf legend this weekend? Yeah, I need a new driver. I realized I was swinging a women's driver. Oh, really? Yes. So anyway, I would, I mean, um, have a decent amount of strength and i would feel like i'd smash the ball and it would only go even when it goes straight it only goes like 250 and i looked it up and found out that i have a driver made for us uh older women there you go didn't that help it looks cool though looks sweet it was 13 and a half inch loft on this driver it goes short because we went we went to the simulator the most recent time we were there and i was i don't have a set of clubs I eventually started using yours and our friend Jared's, but I was mm. using women's for a couple. I actually hit some good ones with the women's, the driver, which is weird because I'm pretty, I have, I'm long, I'm tall and I have long arms. You would think short would kill me, the shorter irons right. or whatever, but I was kind of blast. I have really bad mobility right now. So I just kind of got into the whole thing, but I'm going to do some mobility work. We'll get there. We'll get That's there. We're just starting our, our golf careers. show. we got our whole lives ahead of us. We don't have to do it all at once. We got to make the corn fairy in the next two, three years, Scott. We got to go. Got to make the what? Corn fairy. What's the corn fairy? It's the corn fairy tour, dude. It's like the farm league for the PGA. Oh, uh, it's sick. Yeah. Gonna be us, we, dude. We definitely won't make that. Um, yeah, when I pick a hobby, like 99% of the time, it's like, shit, can I go pro in this? And then I get, and then I get way too into it, and then I get really mad. I don't know. I've not... For some reason golf doesn't really make I mean maybe I just haven't done it long enough, but I haven't been getting angry yet. I mean occasionally you're a little ah, fuck. It's all about expectations. It's all about expectations. Yeah. And who you're with, honestly. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty I've been pretty good with the iron so far. Terrible at driving. But yeah. All right. We will update you guys well, next week. We will be back. Uh, trying to be a little more consistent with the times we will be. Um, but we, uh, we appreciate you guys for watching. Make sure you hit that like yep. and subscribe button and we will see you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Eat some meat.